up on my the blessings go up The blessings come down When the praises go up The blessings come down It seems like blessings Keep falling in my lap It seems like blessings Hello everybody and welcome to the first ever Catholic Saints and Almost Saints football team. This is Jim Peters here and my assistant Tony. Say hi Tony. Hello. Okay, <laughs> so Tony is going to be my assistant and we're going to talk about Saints and Almost Saints who are going to make up our all-Catholic football team. Since we just got done with a terrific Eagles victory and we've got some time to wait until they win the Super Bowl, we figured this was a good time to talk about Saints. So, Anthony, <laughs> what do you think of when you think of, when I ask you what you, what do you think of people who are Saints? What do you, what do you think of mostly? I'm not gonna lie, I usually just think of like lots of Italian people uh -huh. and really old people. Aha. Uh -huh. Do you think any of them are actually athletic? Uh, there's probably some out there that are like, they did a little bit of playing sports in their time, did like a little bit of ran track in their little middle school in ancient Egypt or something. Well, I tell you what, that's not quite true. And we're going to go through and I have an entire offense and a little bit of a coaching staff. Ah. Okay, and not all of them are Italian, and not all of them are ancient. Wow. Okay. I am so. completely surprised <laughs> by this revelation. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so first we have first we we have to have our head coach. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what kind of qualities does a head coach have to have? They have to be they have to be commanding. They have to be able to take initiative in a time of say like crisis or when you're doing good. How about leading people yeah and being a good leader okay and how about planning yeah definitely planning all right so my pick for head coach is the apostle peter ah why because he was number one he was the leader of the apostles okay which means he has leadership qualities definitely he was the first pope so he had to he had to guide the, the very early church through he had to guide the very early church through its growing pains and yeah, peter that couldn't have been easy no and peter was actually a big strong guy yeah because peter was a fisherman so fishermen back then weren't like guys standing off the end of the pier with a fishing rod you yeah. know these, these these this was more like deadliest catch type guys oh. you know big strong guys on wooden boats going out in the middle of a lake and throwing nets off the side and having to haul them in by hand and then having to pull all the fish out of the boat onto the shore so these are really big, strong, burly guys. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing it like nowadays like that. Be no. ruling. So we got St. Peter as our head coach. So we're going to move right into the offensive line. And on the offensive line, we've got two saints who are brothers. Ah. The Zebedee brothers, James and John. They're both sons of Zebedee. There are two tackles. Now, we know their father was a fisherman. They worked in the family business, so they were fishermen, which made them big, strong guys. 
Yeah, that's definitely and, something you want for a, for two tackles. Right. And since they were brothers, they certainly know how to work together, one on the right, one on the left. And they both had leadership qualities. And you know how they had leadership qualities? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus had an inner circle of apostles. Yeah. So Jesus had 12 apostles, and we have like people like Andrew, who we barely knew were even there. And <laughs> we have people who, when we have James and John... Jesus's the in, Jesus's inner circle of apostles were Peter, James, and John. Okay, yeah. so a lot of times Jesus would like go and teach a lesson, and then he'd look at Peter, James, and John and go, "Okay, you understand what I said?" And they were all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, <laughs> no. Then <laughs> Jesus would have to like explain it again. But so the so James and John, the brothers of Zebedee, are our tackles. Okay, I will say though. The only downside of them be with being brothers. I personally have a brother of my own, and I can say working well together is well. It's it 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 depends the circumstances. Like if you really want something to happen, then they can work together very well. But if two brothers are well, let's just say if they're going against each other, they they know each other very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be pretty. Okay. So now we're going to get out of the ancient world and move up into into move up into more regular times and we're going to talk about our guards, okay? Uh. So our right guard is Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati. Yes, he's Italian. So <laughs> I was going to say that was the most just Italian <laughs> sounding name I've ever heard. <laughs> and he lived from 1901 to 1925. Hmm. He climbed mountains. He rode horses. And he skied. And he also smoked cigars and short-sheeted beds. Do you know what that means? Uh, He's, he, 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 he moved the sheets around so that people would get cold in the middle of the night. Um, he had fistfights with fascists. Uh, they, were, they were bad guys. Definitely um, sounds like guard material yep, so far. Served the poor, enjoyed the theater, and snuck out of the house to attend daily mass. Oh, no, that's, that really sounds like a good candidate. Okay, so we got him as our right guard. And our left guard is French, St. Jean de Brebeuf. Okay, oh, yeah, he that's, lived that's French. French. He, he <laughs> lived from 1593 to 1649, which is not as modern as, as Giorgio over there. But he was the one who invented the game of lacrosse and gave it its name. Really? That's really interesting. Okay. So he was there and the Huron people of Canada where he where he ministered nicknamed him nicknamed him Etchen, the strong one, and were floored by his physical strength in bearing burdens and rowing their canoes. Definitely sounds like a good a good extra a good tackle next to the super Italian guy. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like another pretty good guy to put put him there. Now, here's the guy who's going to anchor everything. The Jason Kelsey of our line, uh-huh. okay, is St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh-huh. Now, Thomas Aquinas lived from 1225 to 1274, okay? Now, Definitely let's a say... Definitely less modern than the other ones. Let's say he was difficult to move. <laughs> In fact, when during his, during his lifetime, they had to cut a hole in the dinner table so he could get close enough to eat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, man, that poor guy. So he, he's definitely somebody to clog up the middle. 
Definitely. Um, he had. We're gonna have to cut up. We're gonna have to cut a little bit in the grass so he doesn't <laughs> shake the ground. <laughs> he had one huge eye that dwarfed another. He was not a particularly dynamic, charismatic figure. He didn't talk a lot, but his cl- and his classmates called him the dumb ox. But he was actually one of the most brilliant theologians of his age and he's recognized as the greatest theologian of the middle ages and is called the doctor of angels so we're picked we're we're picking thomas aquinas to clog up the middle definitely gonna (laughs) do that well we'll say once we got to his um his his little his little um cloggage (laughs) there i that's sort of when the um the parallels between him and Jason Kelsey ended. <laughs> and I'm sure they'll probably have similar effects. Yes. So now we're going to move on to now we're going to move on to our skill positions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your team only goes as far as your quarterback. Definitely. Now this guy is a modern guy, and he's not Italian. <gasps> Shocker. It's like finding a shiny Pokemon. Yes, it is Pope Saint John Paul II. Wow. Who died in 2005. A 2005. That's really that's really recent, actually. Yep. He spoke frequently about the power of sports to help in the development of youth. One saying, sports contributes to the love of life, teaches sacrifice, respect, and responsibility, living to the full development of every person. But this wasn't just him talking. Pope John Paul II was an avid skier, an outdoorsman who loved hiking and fishing, and an athlete who was staying very important was active and staying active was very important to him. And there are two stories that are very, very good stories for Pope St. John Paul II. Yeah, I mean, already he sounds like, sounds like a really cool guy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Pope St. John Paul II loved skiing so much that he did the whole incognito thing and used to sneak out of the Vatican. He would get <laughs> He'd get in the back of it. He'd get in the back of the car, you know, and like hunch down so nobody could see him. And they would drive him out, and he would go skiing. That's really and, funny. And he did this for years until he got busted. And you know how he got busted? How did he get busted? Because he got he he went and skied down one time. He's he's out there. He skis down the slope. He gets to the bottom of the slope. He's there with, you know, he's there with with one of the other Vatican types. And he takes off his goggles. And this little kid looks up and goes, it's the Pope. It's the Pope. (laughs) And he's like, oh, no, it's not. And and all these other people come over and go, it's the Pope. It's the Pope. And he's like, oh, no, they found me out. (laughs) Imagine, like, like, I couldn't even imagine that. Like, you're the Pope. You're the leader of the church. Which is like, that's a great thing. Yeah. But you, (laughs) it's hilarious that even, like, being a pope doesn't stop you from wanting to sneak out to go skiing. <laughs> so, so after that, he got in trouble. So now I the guards, <laughs> now the guards are like, "Oh, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing this." Blah 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 blah. So they actually couldn't stop him from skiing. So what they did was they got him a pope skiing outfit. Like they got him like this white outfit so that the, so that the guards could always like keep an eye on him when he's going down the slope. Mm-hmm. Of course, why you would get somebody a white outfit for going down a ski slope with white snow. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they put too much thought into that one. But yeah, I, maybe. maybe. I well, guess the idealism of the white robes of like the Pope and the church yes. kind of overtook the, um, the, the logic there for giving him that on a snow slope. So the other, good, the other good story about Pope John Paul II was 
the Pope has a summer residence. It's called Castle Gandolfo. So the Pope always wanted to stay active. And there wasn't a lot to do at Castle Gandolfo. Wait, so, hold on. Wait, wait. Backtrack a second. Gandolfo? Yes, that is actually the name of... of <laughs> like, the, like the Lord of the Rings character? <laughs> no, the Lord of the Rings character stole the name from, from there. Oh. But whatever. That's actually really interesting. Okay. So... <laughs> So he liked to stay, like they, like they said, he likes to stay active. So the Pope ordered a swimming pool. So he's like, I need a swimming pool to stay active. I want a swimming pool at the summer residence. Honestly, this Pope sounds like my kind of guy. Okay. So they put, in, they put in a swimming pool at the summer residence. And then everybody started complaining. Oh, why is he putting in a swimming pool? What is he going to do? Just lay out there and tan, blah, blah, blah. And then... These people like, sound lame. No, be sick. No, they're bureaucrats. Oh. They're people who sit in offices and go, look how much this costs. So, so he went <laughs> Only there. Only the most enjoyable of experiences. Yes. So he went out. So they put the. So they put a. They put a swimming pool in Castle Gandalfo so he could swim laps, not sit there by the pool and get a tan. Mm. So this really, this guy sounds awesome. Honestly, this is, he's, he's really a great guy, and that's why we made him our quarterback yeah. because he can lead people. He was the Pope. He's certainly athletic. Definitely, definitely athletic. He took that box five times <laughs> over. So he he's he's definitely our guy. He's definitely our guy for quarterback. So now we're gonna move on to the next couple of skill positions. We're gonna we'll start with our wide receivers here, and we're going with a three three wide receiver set. Our first wide receiver is Blessed Benedict Daswa, and he died in 1990. He was a South African convert to Christianity, a teacher, a principal, a husband, a father of eight, and a prolific so and somebody who played soccer a long time. He was a great advocate of athletics for keeping young people on track and trained other people to do that. Now, when the soccer team he founded began to try and use witchcraft to win games, Benedict objected. <laughs> witchcraft. <laughs> yes, because the witchcraft involved in soccer. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, because of his athletic abilities, we made him... Now, unfortunately, his stance in opposition to opposition to black magic led to his martyrdom at the hands of his friends and neighbors. It's <laughs> just the stupidest thing ever. Hey. He made a soccer team and he was part of black magic. magic. No. Oh yeah. my gosh. So so with that that's so he's one of our wide receivers. Our next wide receiver is someone near and dear to my heart, which is Blessed Michael McGivney. He was a pastor who, in the words of Pope Francis, was unafraid to share the smell of his sheep. He promoted families. He promoted families in the United States. He founded the Knights of Columbus. And he was a baseball player. Yeah. He was actually a left fielder. Good old American baseball. Exactly. So we've got Michael McGivney as another one of our wide receivers. Now we're going back. Now we're going to go back in time. And for the Irish folks out there, we've got St. Brendan the Navigator. He was a Celtic saint, and according to an old Irish tale, Brendan undertook a voyage across the Atlantic in a boat he constructed himself. It carried him and his crew on many adventures, possibly even reaching the Americas. So anybody who can go out in a, in a boat and cross a big ocean has got to be an athletic kind of guy. Yeah, I guess he's like. You just make a boat and sail across an entire ocean? Like, that's that's not a small feat. <laughs> no. Hey, 
We'll some people will, like I was gonna say like some people just don't realize like how vast an ocean is. Yes. Like how like how long like hours you could be at sea without seeing land. Yep. It's honestly really wild. So our next guy is a tight end. So our next tight end, our tight end is Saint Sebastian, who is the patron saint of athletes. Well, well okay. I guess I wonder why he's on the team. Uh, maybe he's <laughs> athletic. I don't know. Um, he was a Roman soldier, and he ran afoul of the Emperor Diocletian. Hear the word Diocletian, think bad guy. Hear <laughs> yeah. Diocletian, think torture Christians. Okay? So, yeah, not so, the best guy in the world. No. So Diocletian eventually found out that Sebastian was a Christian. And the way he was, the way he was ordered him killed was to be shot full of arrows. So they put him against a wall. They shot him full of arrows, but he didn't die. Wow. And he returned to preach the gospel once more. And then they finally beat him to death. I but, will say it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit interesting that he just gets pelted with arrows. He's just like ah, and then he just goes back to preaching like nothing happened. There's well, got to be some divine intervention in he, there. Yeah, he recovered a little, but that's all right. He is the he's the patron saint of athletes, so we we, we put him at tight end. Yeah, okay. sounds like a good. He sounds like he's an advocate for the sports. Now, our last our last player is our running back. Mm-hmm. Now. Our running back is somebody who has to carry the ball and power through things. Yeah. So that person is St. Christopher. St. Christopher. Who died in 251. Now, the story of St. Christopher is that when he was becoming a Christian, he wanted to do good works Mm -hmm. to to prove that he wanted to be a Christian. So what he did is he offered to help travelers cross a big raging river. Oh, that's that's mighty kind of him. Now, Christopher was a tall man, so he could help people who were shorter through the river because he was tall. Oh, what? Now. That's nice. So one day, this kid comes up, and this child comes up, and is like, I want to cross the river. Now, Christopher says, okay, child, I will help you cross the river. Perhaps not be having the most sense saying, child, why are you crossing the river? Where are your parents? So, but anyway, <laughs> we'll just we'll just skip over that part. We'll skip over that part. <laughs> we'll skip over that Disregard part. Disregard that. So, so he goes and picks up the child and starts carrying the child across the river. So as he's carrying the child across the river, the child is getting heavier and heavier. And he's thinking to himself, why is this? So he says to this child, child, you seem to be getting heavier and heavier. And the child t- says to him, says, the child you are carrying is Jesus. And I'm getting heavier and heavier because I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. Wow. So that's why Christopher is often pictured carrying a, carrying a child. And that child is the child Jesus. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay. Very cool story. So it shows that, so we picked him because he's athletic. He can carry things. So I think that perfectly qualifies him for being a running back, right? Carrying kids, like, that's pretty much like, it's just like holding a football. (laughs) In 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 a bit of a weird way, it is similar. Well, in this case, he had him on his shoulder, but I guess you could tuck him under the arm and do it that way. You All got right. the grip strength to walk through a raging river holding yeah. a kid safely. Yeah. I think you could definitely hold a football. Okay, so that 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 that's all of our players, but we want to we want to include so any good football team has a good medical staff. Of course, right? You never so, know what could what like fights could break out or, or when people, injuries could happen or when people end up in the blue tent like oh, yeah. like all of San Francisco's quarterbacks. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Drop like flies later. <laughs> so we have our medical staff. So our medical staff is led by none other than St. Luke. St. Luke? St. Luke with the guy who wrote Luke's Gospel. Oh, and the yeah. guy who wrote the Acts of the Apostles. He's a pretty big deal. He was a doctor. Ah. He was actually St. Paul's personal doctor. Ah, that's really cool. And he traveled all over the world with he traveled all over the world with St. Paul. And he was the only he was Paul's only friend who stayed with him when he was imprisoned in Rome. Oh, he sounds so, like a cool guy. Sounds nice. So Luke was the so Luke is is the official doctor of our medical staff. He sounds very compassionate. He sounds like he's got a lot of doctoral traits. Yep. Now, we, we also, so doctors need nurses. So we have three nurses, okay? So we have St. Gianna Beretta Mola, who is, who is an Italian pediatrician, born in Magenta in the Kingdom of Italy in 1922. Wow, guys, it's another Italian person. <laughs> another Italian. Now, helping her out is Blessed Maria Troncati, who died in 1969, who was a Salesian sister who served as a nurse in Italy in World War One, and Santa Maria Bertilla Boscardin, who died in 1922, who was also a nurse wow. during World War One. That's very that's very cool, actually. They were nurses during World War One. That's so they could they could help. No easy task. So they could so they, they these folks can help out our these folks can help out our saints here. Definitely. So. Those sounded. Those all sounded quite Italian in nature. I'm not gonna lie. So we got. So except for Luke, who was from Syria, we got. We got the trio of Italian nurses. Mm -hmm. So they could help anybody who got who got injured there. So I hope Anthony, after going through all this, you realize that not all the saints are a bunch of like ain't really ancient guys and just random people <laughs> from Italy. We've yeah. got. We've got people from all over the world and. A lot of them outside, a lot of them not only displayed holy virtues, but we've got a whole bunch of soccer players, horseback riders. Who, yeah, we got the Pope who was just a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great choice for a quarterback. So everybody, we hope you enjoyed our football team selection here. So we hope you tune in for the next thing that we do, which will hopefully be interesting. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Tony, for your, for your insightful commentary. Uh, of course. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this. All right, so we're going to say goodbye and good night to everybody. So let's say goodbye and good night, Tony. Goodbye, goodbye and, and good night. night. Oh, God. Oh, 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 o